Hey guys, what is up and welcome back to That's Lame. This is your host, Mara McKenzie. Guys, it's been a while and I'm really sorry about that. It's been two weeks since I've uploaded and there's a variety of reasons for that. I just got back from Europe a week ago now and I just needed to process everything. The biggest reason why there wasn't an episode was because I couldn't decide which topic I wanted to talk about. I have a lot of ideas for episodes, but it's hard to talk about things when you're not currently passionate about them or learning things about them. So I actually did film a podcast for last week, but I just didn't really love the way that it turned out and the things that I had to say. So I prayed about it and I just felt like It just needed to not be uploaded. But this week I am talking about a topic that I'm just super passionate about and am learning a ton about right now. Yeah, this episode is titled Busyness is Lame and I think you can guess what this is about. It is about busyness. I just spent three months in Europe and a large part of Europe has a much slower pace of life. When it comes to just smaller things, for example, there was one day that we went to a baptism um, at a local church we were attending and we ended up being at this park for, I think, I don't want to be dramatic, but I think it was close to like six or seven hours that we were um, there in the sense of like when we got to the church, traveling there and like being at the park and we just didn't expect to be there that long and People just stayed long um, at things, and I think that was one of the things that we all noticed when we were in Europe. I mean, my team, we were in Italy specifically. People just take their time when it comes to things, and because of the way that um, Rome was specifically, you couldn't really do more than like one or two things a day um, as far as like going shopping, and then maybe um, you're going to like meet a friend for a coffee or whatever. It's really hard to get around, and so if you needed to go somewhere, it's going to take about an hour probably to get there because of the public transportation, and then you'll be at wherever you are for probably an hour if you're getting groceries, several hours if you're getting coffee, and then come home, and you're exhausted. So it makes sense why it's a slower pace of life, and I think that there were times where it was a good thing. I think a lot of the time it was a good thing for me to just practice slowness but then there were other times when it was frustrating like when we were at the airport and needed to catch a flight and there's only one people one person checking bags and our flight's about to board and there's still 20 people plus people in front of us and the person's taking their sweet time and nobody's helping nobody is helping them um that was a frustrating or airport experience we traveled uh, quite a bit while we were in Europe and so and it seemed to be the case at every airport that we went to so it was just different and it really got me thinking about American culture and how we've kind of structured ourselves to be such a busy society and I've traveled since being back home and I'm definitely grateful for the sense of urgency at the airport (laughs) given that it is never fun to miss a flight. But it's also made me more acutely aware of the toll that busyness has on our souls. I think that we don't often recognize the ways in which our busyness is actually hindering us from having a fruitful and 
um, prosperous life that glorifies Christ. And I just want to share some verses with you that I feel like reflect the Lord's heart for us to have more of a slowness. Um, Philippians 4, 6 or 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present in your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In these two passages, I feel like it is so evident that... The Lord desires to take our burdens, to take our anxieties, and just remove them from us. I mean, this verse in Matthew is just incredible in that Jesus is saying to come to him and find rest for your souls, for life with him is easy, and the burden of following Christ is light. He desires for us to have a lightheartedness in him, for having joy in the Lord is a peace that just transcends all understanding. And I think that it's easy for us to think that we have so much control over our lives. I mean, traveling is a great example. I'm getting to the airport two hours before my flight boards. I know I'm going to make my flight. I know I'm going to be able to check my bag, get through security easily, sit down, have a coffee before my flight takes off. But in days of travel, when I realize how how much I don't have control over my surroundings, I get to the airport at the time I'm supposed to, the line's incredibly long. It takes me an hour to get through security, maybe an hour and a half. Now I only have 30 minutes. I got to run to my gate. My flight's delayed. I don't make my connection. Whatever it is, I think it's on those days when I realize I have literally no control over my life. But we just let this control and this busyness that we have injected into our souls make us think that we can handle everything on our own when we just simply can't. And I think, too, within our culture, the there's a glorification of busyness. I think especially when I was at college, my first year, I really struggled with busyness. I felt like I had to be meeting as many people as possible, having as many coffee dates scheduled for the week as possible. Um, and I found myself feeling really burnt out and I didn't know why. I thought that's what you were supposed to do. I thought that was maybe what it meant to be like a good Christian and that I was like loving on all of these people. But in the reality, but the reality is I really wasn't loving anyone because... I didn't have the energy and I wasn't filled up enough on my own to go pour into others. And so really I was just passively sitting through coffee dates and time with friends without really truly engaging with them. And I think I I had a really good discussion with my friend Riley about this and we were just talking about busyness and how it affects the people that we love. I watched this movie, uh, what's it called? It's Tom Hanks. It's called, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood or a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's about Fred Rogers who had a show for many years called Mr. Rogers, or I think it was called a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I don't know, Mr. Rogers. And, um, a lot of people grew up watching it. I personally didn't. Um, but the, 
film really struck me because one of the things that was so incredible about Fred Rogers, who um, was a believer, is was his ability to make whoever he was with feel like they were the only person in the world. Like they were the only person that was important to them. And I really wanted to emulate this in my life. And so I realized if I wanted to make people feel like they were so important to me that they were the only person that I had scheduled for that day, um, they were the only person that was important to me in the moments that I was with them, is one, I needed to cut down my schedule. I needed to create margin within my week, within my days, um, to create space for other people, but also for myself. And in doing that, I was able to be more intentional about, okay, who am I going to spend time with this week? Who are the people that I feel like I can pour into and need to be poured into by them? And how can I do that well? And so I would schedule out time with people throughout the week, but leave an hour after I thought I would be done meeting with that person to leave for them. And I think this really allowed me to be super present wherever I was because I knew I had the time to sit with them and to process things with them and there wasn't really a time limit on, okay, I need to leave or have this other coffee date or person that I need to go see. And there's definitely a balance to this and that we should have good boundaries and there's definitely been times in my life where I've told people like, hey, I can meet with you from this time to this time. Creating that margin within my week and being more intentional about who I was meeting with meant meeting with less people and doing less things. Because I realized that these coffee dates and these things that I'm filling my days with don't really matter if I don't really care about them. And I think that we can often fall into this trap of doing all of these things because it makes us feel important or makes us feel like we're wanted by people around us. But at the end of the day, it's unfulfilling because we don't actually care about them. If I meet with four girls in one day and I don't actually know them and I'm not asking them intentional questions, then it doesn't matter at all that I met with anyone that day. It's the person who's meeting with one person that day asking them really good questions and is filled up by that conversation that really matters. And as we create this margin for other people, I think it's important for us to create that margin for ourselves. There there was a girl who lived on my hall my sophomore year who gave me some really good advice. And she told me that every week she'll block out a couple hours and say appointment And she'll tell people like, hey, I've got to go. I got an appointment. And her appointment is just to be with herself, to be with the Lord, and to find that space where she can just let her soul and her mind catch up with her body. I think we're moving like a million steps ahead of where our soul and our minds truly are. We live in a world that's very distractible and finding those times in which we can actually let our souls catch up with our bodies is so important and so restful and something that Jesus did. He often went away to be alone and to find God and to just pray in silence and solitude. And there's so many things I can say about that and that we need to implement a 
more reoccurring and um, Sabbath that is normal and often within our weeks because it's something that the Lord commands of us is that we have Sabbath. Even just loving your neighbor as yourself means that you have to love yourself well first. And that's not some self-helpy, you know, new agey term. I mean, it's it's in the New Testament to should love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And I think that that says a lot about the human condition. And I think that often I've fallen into the trap of being really self-degrading, thinking that that makes me more like the Lord and that I'm so aware of my sin. But the reality is Jesus Christ already conquered sin in dying on the cross for us. And that means that our sin now and forever is paid for. And so I can live in the freedom of his sacrifice in the gospel and live in his love for me. But I think that doesn't mean that I abuse grace or am completely disregard the presence of sin, but I think it just means that I'm not indwelt on my own depravity at all times. Um, which is something that I've really struggled with in the past and would like to talk about more in depth. But I think if we're living in the love that the Lord has for us, we're able to love others better because what a joy is it to know that the creator of heaven and earth loves me for who I am and has loved me fully and will love me for eternity. I don't have to worry about what job I'm going to get when I graduate, because I know that God has me. I know that he loves me. And I know that all things work together for those who love the Lord because they're under, under the sovereignty of God. I'm aware of his sovereignty over my life. And so I don't need to worry about all these minuscule details of how my life is going to work out. The verse in Luke 12 that says, who of you can add a single hour to your day by worrying? I think it just shows that Jesus wants us to rest in him and wants us to trust him with our lives. And busyness just adds this layer to our lives that is just really hard on us. And I think that we just don't acknowledge it and we move past it and we're so distracted by our phones and social media and all these things that are going on in the world that we don't ever stop to take a second to recognize the impact that busyness and the culture of busyness is having on our hearts. So I think that we all need to just ask ourselves, am I making time for the things and people I truly care for? Is there margin in my life for me to find rest and is there margin in my life for others to find importance in my time and then I think that the next piece of this is that it's important that we make space like I was saying to quiet and slow our minds I'm reading a book right now and the author has I don't know if he's invented I mean this is obviously a practice that um, a lot of people do in just having a quiet time and a quiet space, but he talks about doing a one minute pause twice a day. You can obviously implement it more times a day. That'd be great. But it's just a time to sit in quiet and just let your mind and your body be still. When I did this the first time, I felt so many things come to my mind. I was immediately flooded with 
so many thoughts and worries and that's fine. I mean, that's this is a time to then say, Lord, I give you everything and everyone. I trust you with everything and everyone. And there's been so many times in my life where I've been worrying about something and I've been just racking my brain for ways that I can fix it and ways that I can intervene in all these things. And I feel like the Lord is just give them to me. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and you will find rest. That is the Lord's heart for us. And I think right now we're just being so attacked by not only our culture of busyness, but the busyness that we create in our own minds in clicking and swiping on social media and even just our physical schedules. And so I think if we're practicing slowness and finding rest for our souls, we need to have a Sabbath. And I think we all have a very different view of what Sabbath is, and I would love to talk about it more in depth, but Having a Sabbath doesn't mean that you just sit in a room and be quiet and do nothing all day. Um, It means doing things that fill you up, that um, minister to you, Um, whether it's, I think it it is important to have those times of silence and and doing like a one minute pause or longer even. Uh, I think if you do a one minute pause today, you'll find that it is so refreshing that you want to do a 10 minute pause, but We need to find spaces that we can experience God within life. I feel like there's times where we experience this and it feels so good. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, like when you're in a really beautiful place, I think one experience that I've had several times in my life is it's summer, the sun is setting, I'm with so many people that I love, maybe someone's cooking a meal or your mom's setting out place settings for dinner and everyone's maybe playing a game and the sun's setting and people are laughing and it's just so much fun and you look at the moment and you're just like man I wish this could last forever those are the glimpses of eternity that is what heaven is going to be like it's just this fullness and In heaven, we won't ache for the ending of the moment because it will be eternity. And I think that we need to find those spaces more, that we need to seek out those times of rest for our souls because that's when we experience God. And I think that we can experience God daily because we're walking with him Being a Christian is not a religion. You are in relationship with the Lord, so that means that you are experiencing him daily. All of us can implement more practices within our lives that allow us to find and hear God very clearly, and it's not this rare occasion or rare experience at some church event or worship night or whatever it is, we can go into our backyards and listen to the birds chirping and have a moment of rest and of silence and give our burdens to the Lord. And that is so restful and so good for our souls. And I think that if we're doing this, we then can love other people better. If we're loving our our neighbors as ourselves, we can 
be filled up and empathize with people better, ask them better questions, feel more lighthearted and clear-minded and encourage others because we have been encouraged in the Lord. I, I don't remember what psalm it was, but there's a psalm that I think it's one of David's psalms and that he says, I've encouraged myself in the Lord. And I love that verse because I think that we often look to people to encourage us, but we can encourage ourselves in the Lord. We can encourage ourselves in who he is and what he's done in our own lives. And I think that that is such a comfort to me in that I don't need to go looking anywhere other than the Lord to be encouraged and to be filled And it really does create so much more space in our hearts and in our minds to be ministering to the people that the Lord has so graciously put in our lives. And really, I just want to reiterate that a call to slowness and a call to have pause in our lives is a call to make time to focus on the things of God. I think that we often just look over things. We experience our lives and the beauty and the joys around us and we simply glance at them and pass by and I think that's where where there's this tension between where our souls are and where our bodies are it's like when you experience something really hard and you're upset about it but you're in a moment in which you cannot process it there were several times this summer where I had this experience where I'm having a really hard day. I have turmoil and sadness and maybe anger going on within my heart, but I'm not in a place that's appropriate to feel that or process that. And that's a part of life. There's things that are going to happen to us and we have to keep going. But if we never take the time to dig up those roots in our soul and to really examine them, then we're going to be living in this space between where our souls are and where our bodies are that's super tiring. And I think too many people are living in that and feel worn out. I know there's so many times in my life where I've just felt foggy and apathetic. And that's those are the times when I realize I really haven't allowed my soul to rest in the Lord. I have not calmed and quieted my mind to submit my thoughts to the Lord. Romans 12 commands this of us. Romans 12 too says, do not conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. If we don't allow spaces for our hearts to have quiet, then we cannot renew our minds and we cannot have good discernment in choosing even what the Lord's will is for our own lives, whether it be something small like, Lord, should I go get dinner with this person tonight? Or Lord, where should I move when I graduate college? That's where I'm, what I'm praying about right now. If I'm not allowing myself to have slowness, then I'm not allowing myself to focus on God and spend time with him and know his voice. It's hard to know someone that you don't spend time with. Yeah, it's definitely a very important practice. And I think one way that we can all really practically do this is, number one, I think that um, the one-minute pause is a great tool. You can do it um, when you park in your driveway before you go into your house, um, on your drive to work in the morning, 
before you go to bed, right when you wake up, just take one minute to quiet your heart and your mind and submit everything that comes up to the Lord and just give him your burdens. And he delights in that because he wants to care for you. And then number two, I feel like we all, I mean, I'm sure you're going to roll your eyes at this, but we all really need to unplug from our phones more. I think that this is something I'm really convicted of. I wake up in the morning and the first thing that I look up at is my look at is my phone and I go to bed at night and the last thing that I look at is my phone. And there's something about that that's just not sitting right with me. I feel like it's so hard for me to be fully present if I have my phone on me at all times. And I think little simple ways that we can practice this is leave your phone in the car when you're getting a meal with someone. You don't need it. You're with the person that you're meeting with. It's probably only going to be like a two-hour meal and whoever needs to get in contact you with you can wait those two hours to hear from you. Turn off your phone when you get home at night and don't turn it back on until the morning. And by the morning, I mean after you've had your breakfast and your coffee and maybe you've spent time with the Lord. Once I did this challenge in which I didn't look at my phone until I had my quiet time that day, And that was a really good practice for me because I feel like I've often made an idol of my phone and social media. And yeah, the book that I'm reading says that a good practice would maybe even to just implement this week is to look at your screen time and cut it by half and just do it for the rest of the week and see how you feel. Maybe you will really enjoy what it's like to really experience the world around you. Maybe you will actually enjoy being a little bit bored. And I think that it will also just be good in increasing our our patience and our attention span. And researchers have found that our attention span is linked to things in our hearts like empathy and compassion. And those are things that we want to be marked by as Christians. So if we have a really short attention span because we've been scrolling on social media nonstop, we can't actually love others well and we can't really reflect Christ well. And that's what we're here to do. So yeah, those are my thoughts on busyness. I definitely have a lot more, but that is just my thoughts for now. And yeah, I hope that this was helpful to you, that maybe you learned some tips that you can implement this week to help your heart and your mind slow down. And hopefully you will feel more energized and filled up by them. Yeah, guys, I'm excited to be back. I promise I will not be (laughs) missing weeks like this very often. It's kind of been unique circumstances these last couple weeks and months. So I appreciate you guys being patient with me as I just navigate how to do a podcast, lol. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you guys next week. Uh, If you have thoughts about this episode, I'd love to hear them. Text me, DM me, do whatever. If you're not following That's Lame Podcast on Instagram, you should. It will keep you updated on when there's not and are going to be podcast episodes, but hopefully it will be a lot more consistent from now on. Yeah, guys, tune in next week or don't, but that's lame. See ya.